Welcome to the Canine PT Academy podcast. Business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapists. Introducing your host, Dr. Francisco Maya. Thanks everyone for tuning in for another episode of the Canine PT Academy podcast, Business Lessons for Canine Rehabilitation Therapists. First of all, let me just thank you all for the incredible support we had last week as we launched this podcast. The feedback has been amazing and I really, really appreciate it. Um, If you have any ideas, any topics that you uh, would like to see me covering, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can email me at hello at caniptacademy.com or you can reach out to us you know through some of the different social media platforms as well okay so today on um today's episode we're going to be talking about the types of leads and marketing to the 93 percent so what we're going to be talking about specifically it's not just about marketing but how to understand the different types of leads that we can attract to our business and the reason why that is important, it's an it's a important concept to understand, is because we often make the mistake of assuming that everyone who is contacting our clinic, inquiring about our services, is coming with a similar perspective and understanding of what canine rehabilitation entails and how we can potentially help them and help their pets. You know, and unfortunately, if you haven't realized by now, that could not be any further from the truth. We need to be able to differentiate how people are finding us and what type of leads would they qualify as because that would change even the way that we approach a conversation with them as well. So with that being said, let's first discuss the the three different types of leads, okay? And those are the cold, warm and hot leads and as we discuss that we need to keep two things in mind one is the problem that those leads have and two is the solution that we have to offer to their problem okay so let's talk about cold leads first so cold leads are those who don't know that they have a problem and therefore of course they are unaware and not even looking for a solution to their problem i mean how could they if they are not even aware that they have a problem so for example those are the leads that we can get through social media campaigns either paid or organic we can get through community events and things like that those are definitely not bad leads but we need to understand that with the cold leads it becomes a time game that we're playing with them and who knows how long that game is going to take it could be weeks it could be months sometimes even years for them to realize that they now have a problem and that you potentially have the solution to the problem but those are the leads that uh, uh, you educate them over time about how you have the solution to their problem so that way when they do find themselves in that situation meaning realizing that they have a problem they will know right away that you can help them and they will contact you almost basically ready at that point to book an appointment so for example you know this was a a pretty good example that we had at the clinic uh, almost a couple years ago now but we did a community event here in Chicago called the Halloween Pup Crawl and we did that back in 2018 and 2019 before taking a break in 2020 uh, uh, because of COVID and during that event I was personally there because at that point in time uh, I was basically the one doing everything for the business I didn't have the help that I have today and during that event I met and I chatted with literally dozens of pet owners and I can safely say that 99% of them, 
did not have any issues at that point with their dogs. No musculoskeletal issue, no neuro issue, no arthritis, no anything. But our strategy for those events wasn't to get customers that were going to book something right away for the week or the week next or even the month afterwards. But the goal, the strategy for those events was for us to collect their contact information, especially their name and email, so that way they could start receiving our regular educational newsletters that we send out. So then what happened is that in early 2021, we got one of those clients, we got a client that I had met in the back in the 2018 events. So two and a half or three years into it or so, because I don't remember in 2021 exactly when they came to see us. But the interesting thing about it is that she even said to us that she had been reading our newsletters and following us on social media and reading our posts and was very enthusiastic about what we had to offer and that as soon as her dog started showing signs of aging started slowing down and showing signs of arthritis she knew right away to contact us and book an evaluation and that's basically how it works with a cold lead it can be a long time before they're ready to become a paying client and we need to keep that in mind and that's one of the main reasons I have found folks getting frustrated a lot of times with social media marketing because they put the effort and the time into it but they weren't seeing the results in terms of new clients but what folks fail to understand is that people are not going to social media looking for the solution to their problem. And therefore, the leads that they're getting with those campaigns were cold leads that simply needed some time to be nurtured and educated on what is that you can do to help them out. So those are the cold leads, which then segues into the warm leads. The warm leads are those who know that they have a problem, but don't know yet about the solution to their problem. So for example, that can be the client whose older dog is slowing down and their regular veterinarian just told them to take it slow and prescribe some Rimadil or other form of NSAID or something like that, but didn't offer potentially any further advice on what else to do to help their aging pets. That can also be the client whose dog was just diagnosed with a CCL tear by the regular veterinarian and was referred to a surgical consult, but was giving no further advice on other options or on how a CCL tear really works. So. Put yourself in any of those two scenarios and you are now one of the dog owners and you know that there is a problem with your pup, either in the scenarios being arthritis or being a CCL tear or, you know, whatever it may be. But putting yourself in the shoes, now you're feeling lost and you're looking for a solution on how to help your dog. So what would you do in that scenario? And I hope that most of us answer to yourselves, you know, if not all of you, maybe that, um, that you would go online and you Google, you would search for more information about your pet's condition, because as we know, that is what most folks tend to do right away. That's why if you understand this concept of uh, 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 marketing towards the, the warm leads, then you can turn Google both organically and through paid ads into a lead generation machine to generate more and more clients for your business. Now, 
I could literally do a whole lecture on just Google and how to make it work for your business. And to be quite honest, that is a full lecture that we do with our business accelerator program, where one of the weeks we spend basically the full week uh, focusing on strategies with Google. And I even bring in the, the, the Google strategy consultant that works with me on my business uh, to help us with our Google campaigns and whatnot to help teach that component of the program. But of course, it's not that simple. And I won't be able to dive into detail right now on this podcast, but what I want you to understand is one main thing is that Google's job is to get people to your website. That's it. Then once Google has done its job, it is up to your website to have a consistent message and a way for people to take the next step in their relationship with you. And what I have seen is that people getting frustrated with Google campaigns, arguing that they haven't received a single lead from it, or it's just, it's not working for them and this and that. But yet when we look at the analytics on Google, Google did its job, which was send people to their website or potentially even just calling the clinic directly. But the problem was on the back end. The problem was, for example, that those folks either didn't have a website that was optimized to work alongside with Google, or if people were calling the clinic directly, they didn't understand that those folks are warm leads and therefore require a different type of conversation compared to our next uh, and last lead type, which is the hot leads. Okay, so the hot leads then are those uh, uh, that the traditional way of marketing has taught us to chase after. Those are the folks who know they have a problem and they know about the solution. In our case, they know about canine rehabilitation being an option. So for example, those are the veterinary referrals that we also desperately chase after. They were told by their veterinarian what the problem was, you know, which using the previous example, it could be arthritis, it could be a CCL tear, whatever it may be. And they were given the resources to look for help. Maybe they were given a direct referral to a local rehab facility, or they were given information on how to book something with their own rehab department if it's a larger specialty center, or maybe they were just giving a, a, a sheet with a list of local rehab places for the pet owner to look into. So traditionally speaking, those are the leads that we tend to go after, and likely for two main reasons. First, like I mentioned before, that it has been the traditional way of doing marketing. It is, for example, how physical therapists have been marketing to physician offices for decades and decades. And naturally, it is the way that most folks in our fields tend to think that they need to focus their marketing efforts on. Second, those are easier conversations to have on the phone with a prospective clients because they are they know they have a, a problem and they know you have a solution to their problem. So the conversation is much easier on the phone. There is less rejection on the phone. There is less pushback on price and whatnot because they were told by someone who they trust, usually in this scenario, their veterinarian, that they need to go to XYZ place. And of course, you know, they trust their veterinarian's opinion. So now that we talked about the different, the three different types of leads, cold, warm, and hot leads, I wanted to wrap it up by talking about what are the downsides of focusing your marketing primarily on hot leads. And keyword here is primarily, because I'm not saying that there is not a benefit 
to marketing towards veterinary clinics to get veterinary referrals. I'm not saying to completely go away from it, but I don't think it should be our primary source of referrals. So the first downside is that you're fighting for a much smaller piece of the pie. So let me give an example to illustrate what I mean by that. So there was a research article that actually came out in 2012, and I forget right now what physical therapy journal that came out. Um, I'll post the link to the research article itself if I can find it on the show notes. But this research article came out in 2012, and it was done by Fritz, Child, and Flynn, who's, you know, the, the, the PTs listening to the podcast probably recognize these researcher names because they have done vast uh, literature research on specifically low back pain, okay? And what, uh, 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 what they did on that study is that they looked, it was a retrospective study where they looked into a primary care referral of patients with low back pain to physical therapy. And the interesting thing is that the study showed that only 7%, let me say that again, 7% of patients with low back pain were being referred by their physicians to physical therapy. That's it, 7%. So, of course, the focus of this research was about access to physical therapy services and how often, you know, the referral is being made for a condition that we all know that physical therapists can really help with. But if you looked at it through different lenses, in this case, a marketing perspective, then you realize that out of... Um, um, out of patients with low back pain, who, like I said, we know most of all benefit from physical therapy, only 7% were being referred to PT. Yet, since we never learn about this uh, uh, direct-to-consumer marketing in physical therapy school, and I know from talking with my veterinary colleagues that you don't learn about that in veterinary school as well, as PTs, we try to market to those physicians to send us those referrals rather than looking at the bigger piece of the pie, rather than looking at the bigger picture and finding ways to market directly to the other 93% as to how we can help them with their problem. In this case, low back pain. Because here's the thing, 100% of people in that study had low back pain, but only 7% were referred to physical therapy. So what's happening to the other 93%? Now, they might be getting referred to other services and stuff, but for the most part, people are just not being given the care that they need or giving the referral that they need. So then it's up to us, we, you know, it's up to us, the provider, the clinician, to understand that we can help these people and it almost becomes our ethical obligation to find ways to educate them so they understand that we can help them in this situation. So then what we need to ask ourselves is how much different would this scenario be in the field of canine rehabilitation? Because let's be honest, if nothing else, referrals are even lower than 7%. But even if we say 7%, even if we're generous and we say 10% of dogs who are having some sort of um, acute issue, maybe it's back pain, maybe it's a CCL tear, maybe it's um, <clears throat> uh, arthritis slowing down, whatever it may be. I would probably estimate at the very best, only 10% of those patients are getting referred to rehabilitation. And this is not, I don't blame 
the general practitioner veterinarians because of it, because they're busy. They have so much on their plates to deal on a daily basis that sometimes referring to rehabilitation is not something that is in the top of their minds. So then it becomes our ethical obligation as clinicians in these fields to not only, yes, educate the potential uh, 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 veterinary referral sources about what we can do, but educate the consumer as well at the same time. And if you understand this one concept alone on direct-to-consumer marketing, specifically in this example to this 93%, to this bigger piece of the pie, then honestly, this podcast has already been worth for you. But here's another kicker for you to think about when it comes to direct-to-consumer marketing and the different types of leads. If the first downside was this 7% rule, then the second downside of focusing primarily on veterinary referrals is the fact that people nowadays have the technology literally at the tip of their fingers. We all have smartphones. So what I mean by that, put yourself again on your customer shoes. And even if your vet referred you somewhere else for canine rehabilitation, what will most people, not necessarily all, but what will most people do later that evening once they get home? They're going to go online and they're going to look for more information about the clinic that their vet just uh, uh, recommended them going for rehabilitation. They're going to look at the website. They're going to look at the Google business listing. And they will most certainly look through the reviews that other clients have left for your business. Now, that can also be a whole podcast episode by itself, talking about reviews, testimonials, and this and that. But the one thing that I want you to understand today is that by having a consistent message on your websites, by having reviews or testimonials that tell a story, they help paint a picture on how you can help uh, uh, folks and their dogs, you're also going to end up getting some of those quote-unquote hot leads that were referred somewhere else because they are going to find you online. And even though they were potentially referred someone out somewhere else, they're going to be able to understand through your marketing message on how you have the solution to their problems and will instead be happy to do business with you instead. Thank you for listening to another episode of the K9PT Academy podcast business lessons for canine rehabilitation therapist if you enjoyed what we had to say please make sure to share or subscribe to our podcast or even leave us a review you can also email us at hello at caninptacademy.com that's hello at caninptacademy.com with any questions or suggestions and go to caninptacademy.com to find more resources and content including our fee calculator spreadsheets which is absolutely free and will help you determine how much you should be charging for your sessions because let's face it determining what we should be charging is one of the biggest struggles we have as business owners in the canine rehabilitation field you can also find all of that information and more under the show notes finally i would just like to add a disclaimer that any of my thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are mine and mine alone and in no way reflect the opinion or position of any other organization or company i may be associated with thank you for listening and remember if you're not having fun and enjoying life or running your business then what's the point in doing so so please go ahead and start having some fun